0: Welcome to Movie Film Studios, the only podcast that takes you inside the mind of two film studio executives as we unravel and then re-ravel the best that Hollywood has to offer. I'm Isaac.
1: And I'm AJ. And this week we banged our gavels on the heads of drug cartels who just want to find love. But before we get into something new, it's time for something old as we check in on our last feature in Box Office Report. Now, last week we released the supernatural um, horror... Australian, Australian Western. Western film. I'll tell you the tale of the Round Table Gang. How did that go, Isaac? Uh
0: really well. Um excellent. In a way where the film hasn't come out yet. And you may okay. you may say how can you say really well when the film hasn't come out yet? Yep. Um I would we, say that. We we were getting to, like to discussions with our marketing team and it sort of came to we came to the opinion that um this kind of has a feel of a movie that's based on a comic book. Okay, That's yep. based on a graphic novel. Yeah, yeah. so you're thinking... And, and so we thought, you know, why don't we commission yep. a comic book, a graphic novel, okay, yep. to sort of like proceed. Um, And it's like, you know what else earns a lot of money? Yep. Are those movies that are based on a well-known book series? Yep. So we also turned it into a book into series. A, okay. Yep. And we didn't just sort of stop there. It yep. sort of became a like, what other media <laughs> can we turn this, I'll tell you the yep. tale of the round Table Gang, yep. into... Video games. Oh, really? We, we've got we've got like this really cool sort of uh, western first person shooter, kill the the zombie <laughs> things. Video games going yep. in. Okay. We've got we've got tra- a trading card game. What? Like, I mean, kids haven't <laughs> been playing trading card games since the mid '90s. Yeah. But rest assured, if you go into that game shop, there's those foil packets of cards, yeah, absolutely, which have you know your commons, uncommons, yep. and rares. You we can also, get those.
1: We also did a mobile phone game spin off uh, version yeah. where uh, kids hunt around various locales in Australia trying to catch all the ghosts. Exactly. It's it's uh, a augmented hugely. reality. Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: Absolutely. With uh, <laughs> microtransactions. <laughs> so, so you're saying
1: you. that we've released all of this stuff, but we haven't actually released the no, film. No, you got to build up
0: hype for the film. Ah, okay. Um, and how's so- the hype at? right now like what, what are we at i mean it's trending on twitter yeah it, it is that popular we're, oh, we're right. about to re- reach critical mass does that
1: i mean does the hashtag fit into
0: twitter's character <laughs> limit it's 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 merged into hashtag <laughs> um because we had to cut out like all of the vowels yep. all of the spaces okay most of the consonants and definitely that apostrophe in yes aisle as well yeah. okay great um so <laughs> I expect. I mean, I, I think I still think we can uh, we can build it up some more, and a really. Are we doing sort of a TV series, mini series? Oh, absolutely! Um, there, there's uh, uh, There's web series, whatever they call yeah, it, yep, web shorts. Yep. Um, we should do it
1: mash style, where we don't use any of the original actors from the film and yep. just recast it completely, except for one
0: actor. There's a there's a gallery of abstract eight art portraiture at yep. the National Gallery that, okay. that somehow ties in with. Uh, <laughs> I'm Not even really sure. <laughs> Really, so we, we just well, we, we were like co-sponsored the Archibald Prize. Is exactly. That what happened? Yeah, okay. uh, we we just sort of put a, a, a <laughs> discretionary budget for for <laughs> the arts, and and any Australian artist who has an idea of how to tie in some <laughs> sort of mixed media can come in, their oh, proposal. So that's it. Okay. No proposal yep. is refused. <laughs> have we spent more money on this than the actual it's, film it doesn't matter okay it's, so long as we can get to that critical mass right, where, okay. where the uh, excitement is at fever pitch yep, yep. by the time it comes out it won't even matter if the film's good yeah and, and we won't even have to spend any money on advertising great which is the um the as, as most people know the, the biggest expenditure of any yeah, film Absolutely, uh, like sometimes four or five times the budget of the film is the ads yeah if we do that now and yeah. before
1: we even made the film. That's right. It doesn't cares? matter. Yeah. I mean, this is what The Dark Knight did when they did their uh, campaign. They had this sort of like website where you could solve clues and you get directed to like a website that supports Harvey Dent or some uh, another website which is about the Joker. Um, I mean, that's that marketing campaign is really what catapulted The Dark Knight into like the echelons of movie history. Exactly. Not the film itself. No. Uh, so I'm assuming that I'll tell you the tale of the Roundtable Gang will be up there. We'll have to wait and see. Awesome. All right. Uh, on to this week in trailers. Trailer number one is The Children Act, starring uh,
0: Stanley Tucci. Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson. I mean, uh, the fact that you didn't say Emma Thompson first. Because I, I forgot her name. I also forgot her name. I'm like, thank you for saying Stanley <laughs> Tucci and giving me enough time to remember Emma Thompson. This film is about Emma Thompson. Yes, it is. It she is, is the uh, main character. She is a uh, English judge yep. who has no time for her. Like husband, like a high court judge, yeah, I assume, and yeah. um, she's just like oh, I'm so career driven and focused yep. that I can't even notice that my marriage is falling apart. Yep, uh, she lands a case where it's. Uh a Seventh day Adventists, or whatever um, Mormons, Mormon, possible, whatever yeah. the religion is that uh, doesn't allow blood transfusion, and she yep. has to rule on a case where her parents are not allowing her their son to yeah. get the treatment that he needs. Yep, and it becomes an emotional bonding relationship between yep. the dying son yep. and the Oscar bait. Like, it's so, just so Oscar bait, it it it's very ridiculous. Uh, I just wanted to touch
1: upon you mentioned like emotional bonding, yeah, uh, and what better emotional bond than the actual producers behind this film. <laughs> Uh, so the director is, um, I can't remember the director's name, but no. this is written by Ian McEwan, who wrote Atonement. The director did uh, Notes on a Scandal, which was a drama starring Judy Dench and Kate uh, Blanchett producer of this film from the producers of Love Actually. I mean, with the exception
0: of Emma Thompson being in that film, <laughs> That's right, yeah. these producers have no right to be <laughs> in this trailer at all. It just seems like, oh yeah, this is a dark series, because like, Ian McEwan actually wrote the book for yeah, this yeah, as well, yeah, yep, yep. and then the screenplay and yep. all of his other books, are yep. again, wrote Atonement and wrote the screenplay yeah, yeah, for yep. a dark, serious, uh, notes on a scandal very dark and serious. Is yep. like, oh, remember that goofy movie that had all those stars in it from 2001? Well, someone's on board from that as well. Why? What <laughs> are you
1: doing? Doing? Was Emma Thompson just... Is she the producer then? So maybe it's just she produced... I mean, it's possibly... She produced Love Actually and now she's producing this film. She so could
0: ra- could very well do. Who so knows? So rather than
1: banking on the star power of her name alone, they need to drop Love Actually in there as
0: well. See, the other one they do in this one, the title card, is uh, Emma Thompson gives one of the yes. best performances yep. of her career. Which, I mean, to be fair, she's such a fantastic actress. that, so Like, with the exception of probably Love Actually, I'm sure they <laughs> could have used the same title card from any other film that yep. she's been in. Yeah. But... It's so generic. It it's is. such a generic title that, card to come up. All you have to do is slot out the name and slot out
1: the pronoun and you can put anyone you want in there. I also want to mention that there's kind of a finality to that statement as well, as if like, this is it. She cannot get any better than this. There will be no See, uh, no more peaks from this point I on. somewhat disagree with that. Oh, okay. I,
0: I, when they say one of the best performances of her career, yep. there's not the best performance. Oh, okay. it's, it's... As they they realize that like this is definitely not the best performance that she's ever done. Okay. It's, it's one of the best. <laughs> uh, so that's that's
1: the reviewers like covering their own asses, exactly. then, isn't it? Okay, <laughs> just like they can't say the because someone will like yeah. take them to court and sue them. Up
0: until this point, she has never acted better <laughs> in any film ever. I promise. And then a the class action lawsuit, yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: All right, uh, see that. Well, I mean, if you're in like England, you would have seen that in 2017. I have no idea
0: why it's come up on YouTube, new release trailers when it's a 2017 film, but... I think it's making its way across the pond to
1: various other countries, basically. So, uh, yeah, go see that. I don't know when. (laughs) We're not going to see it. Uh, All right, on to trailer number two, which is Peppermint.
0: So you would think with a film name like Peppermint, Mm. it'd be sort of like sweet and lovely. Yeah, particularly and, with oh, what's Jennifer about? Garner in the lead Jennifer role. Jennifer Garner's on yeah. a Ferris wheel with her kid and yeah. the kid loves peppermint ice cream. Yep. What do you reckon happens? Uh, drug cartel drive-by <laughs> shooting. Parents dead. Uh, little girl dead. Husband dead. Uh, cut to court case where there's not enough evidence to convict the people. Not uh, only in not enough evidence,
1: but there's like uh, what looks like payoffs and, and bribery yeah, and all sorts of stuff going on skeezy criminal yeah. lawyer
0: gets the... the and then um, what happens? Oh, she trains as a military. <laughs> expert for five years to seek vengeance on the people who harmed her family. And I'm like, this is really weird. Comes up yeah. from the director of Taken. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this makes so much sense
1: now. It really does. Um, the, the film literally opens feeling like a sequel to Juno. Yes. So you know how, like, in, in that film, Jennifer Garner adopts, like,
0: she ends up uh, with, a baby, with, yeah. with the
1: baby girl or the baby or whatever. And this looks like, yeah, flash forward a few years. She's got a nice, happy life. She's gotten rid of Jason Bateman as the husband as well because he was a bit of a douche in that he film. He was, yeah. Um, and she's now got what looks like discount Jason Bateman um and it's all happy 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 times and then it just turns into like it turns
0: into Electra really yeah well, I actually thought like the the first part of the trailer it turns into Josh uh, John Grisham yes. I'm like this is a a court trial yeah. are they going to get the evidence yeah. who's the lawyers um and then I'm just like okay so it's turned from happy fun time So John Grisham and then it just goes kick-ass John Woo (laughs) just like she's (laughs) slotting knives into belts she's got guns (laughs) she's dressed as a homeless woman patrolling the streets um, killing gang members and hanging them from Ferris wheels and it's like what, what happened? <laughs> what?
1: There is a version of um, Liam Neeson's sort of speech in this film as well. Yeah. So she sort of says like I'm going to come and kill all of you and then I don't know what I'm going to do after yeah. that. It doesn't quite have the same gravitas as Liam Neeson's version. No.
0: But there is a moment in there as well it's like do you really think that she did this? She's you know been mourning the death of her family for yeah. Um, I, I would have loved that speech <laughs> to be. Do you really think she has a particular set of skills? <laughs> do you really think she could hunt down people like this for uh, Yeah. Yeah, um, well, I mean,
1: hey, kudos to the uh, Taken director for just sort of sticking in his wheelhouse. We look back in his uh, film history, and he in his earlier career, career rather, he was, like, the second unit cinematographer for um, the, oh, what was that film? The Jack Nicholas film, the comedy. Anything? Something's Gotta Give. Something's <laughs> Gotta Give, yeah.
0: Like, what a career yeah, turn. Yeah, exactly. Going from old people romantic comedies <laughs> to, I suppose, you know. I kind
1: of uh, want, like, I haven't seen that film, but I wonder if there's, like, a few, like, B-shots in that film where there's, like, really, like, Crazy whip panning cameras and like 360 degree rolls and stuff, and then it just goes back to a normal, like, yeah. like There's tame comedy. A after a lot
0: more dead Bulgarians <laughs> and something's got to give than you remember.
1: So, all right, on to trailer number three for this week's episode, and it is Old Boys, a remake of a play called Serrano.
0: Yeah, um, I'm not sure if it's a remake so much as like a, a reimagining, in, like, I would say, so, um, Cyrano de Bergerac. Uh, as a, I wasn't terribly aware of mm. the, uh, the play itself, but you've yes. seen the the trope where a well, a person uh, helps two other people fall in love, but is actually like the the third wheel in the love triangle. Yeah. it's Hitch. It's yeah. um. It is even sort of elements of Taming of the Shrew it's, or Things yeah, I yeah. Hate About You in there as well. Yep. Um, it's, and the, so,
1: it's the manic pixie dream girl trope as well, sort of in full effect there, because it's sort of, in this film, it's sort of like a very cute French girl who yeah. um, this nerdy kid kind of bumps into and sort of immediately um, falls for her, but she's sort of interested in the... The tall, handsome the, friend, yeah, yeah. and then
0: he helps the tall, handsome friend look less like he's a bumbling... Idiots, yeah. and she falls in love with his personality but it's not the tall handsome friend's personality yeah. it's my personality exactly. you love me yep. all along yep. um, who are like uh, pretty in pink or they, they've all, yeah. they all have elements of this sort of like romantic love triangle that's right it yeah. was me all along sort of uh, thing yeah. and apparently that Originates with uh, Cyrano de Bergerac yes. back in 1896 or something along yeah. those lines.
1: This sort of brings it into, I guess, the British school yeah. system of like the, I want to say the 70s or yeah, the 80s. Late, late or, 70s, yeah.
0: it's got that element of CRT TVs, the yeah, yeah. Uh, Super 8 film that yep. they're making sort of video messages that they're sending back and yep. forth. There's the uh, Dead Poets Society style yeah. sort of old English boarding prep, school. Prep school kind of thing, um, yeah. They may be on holiday in france or sure. the maybe the french girls come across yep uh you know they're doing rugby um, i think i think like
1: the it's the french girl um is sort of in england because her dad uh is teaching at the school oh, possibly yeah so yeah. Something like that.
0: But, but you see like the the muddy outfield where yeah. they're packing the scrum for a game of yep. um good old-fashioned yep. rugby uh, nary
1: you know. nary a sunny day in sight in that film that's yeah. for sure um yeah this looks
0: it's yeah. alright, the, the 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 main kid in this is an a actor who is in The End of the Effing World, yes. which was a Netflix series, I quite enjoyed it, um, yeah. and he was very good, he's a bit sort of weird looking. Alex Lawther, yes. Yeah. Um,
1: I, I described him as a discount British Frankie Muniz. That's
0: exactly what he looks like, <laughs> um, but uh, he was very good in that, he kind of looks alright in this, but he yeah. kind of has a feeling of like a a very sort of sappy, nostalgic, yeah. remember when we were boys, and yeah. uh, all these bubbling feelings, and like... <laughs> The only yeah. way that this could be any good is if, like, it's not the predictable ending where he doesn't get the goal. Yeah. But even then, it's just not going to be satisfactory if he doesn't. Yeah. And then if he does then it's just predictable. I just... I don't know. Um, I mean, it's
1: based on a play. It really is going to be predictable, isn't it? Yeah, surely. Yeah. This is the kind of film that has that look as if it's like it's like it's British, like Polaroid, so no solar flares or anything like that because there's no sun. So it's all kind of bleached and and dulled down, but kind of like nice and pastel y as well. I would
0: love to see J.J. Abrams (laughs) do like a dead poet society. It's like it's grey, misty, overcast (laughs) nonsense. And for some reason, there's just light flares (laughs) everywhere. There's big whipping, panning cameras around. uh, Yeah, get the Taken
1: director in there as well. On second unit. (laughs) 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 Alright, those are the three trailers for this week's episode But of course, before we do anything with those We're going to have to take a little stroll over to the green room
0: Alright, let's recap the three options that we've got Let's We've got a parent with dead child revenge action film (laughs) yep uh we have Uh, a parents would soon to be dead child
1: (laughs) yes battling
0: a court case that's more of like a a high-powered corporate um yes uh emotional rediscovery of what life means sort of film and we have a tale of youth love and romantic triangle comedy indie Yada yada yada.
1: Now I chose uh the film last week, so uh the duty has been handed over to you. What have you got for me?
0: There's one that's definitely very much more movie film studio the yep. others. Yep. The the dead kid revenge action gun thing. <laughs> yep. I mean, you know we can do a good job with that. <laughs> yes, we can. Um I'm actually kind of feeling mm-hmm. old boys. Yeah. With the uh the kind of the nostalgic remembering of yep. your childhoods yep. the what was it like to be a teenager? Yep. S- some sort of like historic period setting, some yep. sort of love triangle, yep, and definitely like a Hitch vibe to it, to it where Will Smith <laughs> is trying to get people to fall in love yeah, with, yeah. Uh, you so, know, by uh, feeding them lines. You
1: mentioned a historical context there, and most of these films tend to go not even into modern history, sort of like maybe 10, 20, 30 years ago. Exactly. Where you still recognise most of the tropes and you still recognise... Um, most of the actions that these characters sort of go through. I mean, how fa- how far back can we go before it starts becoming a bit unrecognisable? And let's keep in mind as well that, like, period love with, like, j- you know, Jane Austen and Pride and Prejudice and all that kind of stuff exists. Do we need to go back
0: further than I that? was going to suggest we actually draw from our own experience and yep. go back as far as the late 90s. Oh, okay,
1: yep. Yeah, you know what? That has not been romanticized yet. No,
0: I don't think people are old. Like, because um, what was the the Neil Gaiman one from a, a couple of weeks ago? Yeah. Was, uh, oh, I forgot. It name was of it. yeah. It was also Manic Pixie Dream Girl or yep. whatever that one was. Oh uh, yeah, that
1: one with the the kind of weird alien. Yeah, was
0: well, that sort of like uh, early. Early '80s yep. uh, punk rock scene yeah. had it to like, and yet you know Neil Gaiman's a couple of years older than yep. us. Yep. Um, and so yeah, that's what he's remembering. But no one's really remembered no. the late '90s yeah. with that sort of nostalgia. Yeah. You know, um, the Freddie um, Prince Jr. was yep. a list box office. Oh, so those, Sarah Michelle Gellar. They yeah. were, they, oh, they're still oh, they're together. Still together. On, yeah, yeah. Good on them. Um, the fluorescent clothes of yep. the early 90s yep. looked so tacky, but for yep. some reason we all still had them.
1: Yep. Uh, uh, wow. Well, geez, what else was happening in the 90s? I was there, but I can barely remember it now. Yeah, it was <laughs> the
0: height of the boy slash girl band. Yes, yes, yeah. The, Spice Girls, yep, Backstreet Boys, Backstreet Boys, Boys NSYNC. Backstreet uh, yeah, Take human,
1: that. Human Nature, human the Australian nature. version of that one, <laughs> um, <laughs> who are still going, by the way. Um, okay. The 90s. This is good. Uh, I'm also thinking of stuff like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air yep. as well in terms of like that. Uh, there's a bit of like the, the, the cool urban hip hop yep. um, uh, scene was starting to emerge, but it was still a little bit sanitized. It wasn't like the nitty gritty yeah. hardcore stuff yet. It was sort of like Will Smith sort of like crossing his arms in front of camera and doing like a little pout to, yeah. uh, to the lens. Yeah. Um, so Friends and Seinfeld were ruling the airwaves right, yep. The Simpsons was There's, a big thing too Oh yeah, it's true it's yep.
0: a, uh, TVs were in 4x3 aspect <laughs> ratio instead of 16x9 <laughs>
1: Alright, okay So, where do we start with this? What, uh, where should we put this? Uh, where should we put this? In terms of...
0: Again, we can go from personal experience yep. What's your personal experience of love triangles of the, the late 90s? Um, okay,
1: uh, uh, primary school for sure uh, definitely had a had a crush on a girl who ended up making out with one of, like, the bad boys of the school. Oh, this is... Uh, I mean, this uh, is the like, story. Yeah.
0: This is Cyrano de Bergerac all over <laughs> again.
1: You lived it. <laughs> I did. But, but unlike de Bergerac, um, I did not get the girl. <laughs> not even close. Um, yeah, I... I'm not sure if any of my former classmates are listening to this uh they may remember this particular story but yeah um uh, a particular girl in uh in my primary school went and made out with uh one of the bad guys of the school as well um so who had absurdly bad breath if I recall yeah. So that can't have been that enjoyable but anyway
0: in so in this story mm-hmm. you, like the the protagonist who yep. is uh, a somewhat he, we can call him J A or something, something so <laughs> innocuous that you would never realize that it's about you. Sure, but you you have to befriend the bad boy. Yep, and and although it tears you up inside, mm-hmm. you have to make him better for the girl that you like. <laughs> oh God, yep. <laughs> I mean, we've all been there. We've all done it. Um,
1: well, no, the opposite uh, situation for me was just like
0: uh, getting friend zoned. That happened a lot. Yeah, um, but here here's this is the chance. This is what. Hollywood directors and A-list movie producers yep. get to do They get to rewrite history. Yeah. Unlike, you know, the everyone ever who's <laughs> ever been anyone yep. getting friendzoned. Yep. Absolutely <laughs> happened uh, <laughs> uh, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I don't know. It's, happened, we, it's happened so many times. Can we turn this is. on its
1: head, though? So what if um, the, the lead character uh, has someone that wants them? And the whole idea is that you now have to try and push them onto someone else instead.
0: Oh, right. I like I like this idea of the, um, the inverse of this yeah. Cyrano de Bergerac. Mm. Um,
1: so if you imagine like our lead character sort of has someone who's vying for um, his or her affections, but they're not that interested. They're not really into them at all, but they think that this other person might be more what they're looking for. So the film is sort of about... How do we, like, do the old switcheroo? Or you know you
0: know what this reminds me of? Mm-hmm. And and it's sort of like they do a romantic triangle. Yep. A romantic triangle is, like, a really simple shape. Yeah. It's, like, the most simple shape, really. Because yep, yep. otherwise you get a line, you yep. add a third point in, yep. you've got a triangle. Yep. I'm thinking of a romantic pentagram. <laughs> where Sorry. it's as <laughs> five points yep. and every other point is connected to each point. Yep. So there's there's four five four points of connection yep for every character for every character. Yeah, so we have Jeez. we have five characters yep. and they all have some sort of romantic interaction yep with all four of the other characters. Right. You know what I'm doing now? Yep. Is I'm just doing love actually. <laughs>
1: Well, I think we can change that because you mentioned pentagram. Do we need to bring Satan into this?
0: Is there some sort? I mean, there's definitely goth chick. Yeah. Uh, she's she's definitely part of this. Yep. Um, uh, I mean,
1: can it be a... Sa- like, what if it's a satanic cult and they all develop feelings for each other? So as part of, like, coming into this cult uh, that worships Satan...
0: I'm Like, I, I get the, the Wiccan and the Wicca sort yeah. of, like... Movement uh, of like the you know they're all fans of Buffy. Yeah, that, that's how they all sort of unite together. Yep, and some of them just take it a little bit more seriously <laughs> than others. Yep, um, and and that's this that's, that's I actually like that. I yeah. like that as the setting of our yeah. late nineties. Yep, uh, romantic. That was, that
1: was totally in. Like uh, Charmed was big exactly. back in the day, and in, in that sort of era, or well, that might have been sort of early OOS. Oh yeah, uh, um, it feels like yeah that sort of uh, the craft as well. Yeah, that was exactly. huge back in the nineties. Um. Uh, yeah. I feel like it. We do need a bit of a Wiccan, yeah. um, Wiccan vibe to it.
0: so of. And and again, just like I did. Um, when I was in high school definitely pretended to be in th- into things that girls that yeah, I liked absolutely. were into yep, yep. Um, it's just like I, you know n- absolutely no interest in being part of your witch cult <laughs> I don't even really like Buffy the Vampire Slayer but if the girl that I like says she does <laughs> I'll go and watch all nine seasons over the yep, weekend yep.
1: oh no you couldn't do it. no binge watching back in the oh, 90s true so you had to either I think what I used to do was just try and base all my knowledge off the advertisements that came on TV exactly so it's just like oh did you see what happened on Buffy and then you just read count some bits and pieces from the ad and just hope no one notices if that you have really no idea. If you were really like idea.
0: Yep. Uh, season two episodes one <laughs> to five, you'd be able to rent out the VHS yeah, from yep, your local absolutely. video easy. Yep. Yep. Um, it's like I've only got the four episodes, <laughs> and you go in and like that's the only one that yep. they've got in stock. You know
1: what else you could do as well? You buy the uh, local newspaper, and they've got the TV program listings. Yeah, on, exactly. and If you're really lucky, um, Buffy will get like an episode description because yeah. they don't, they can't fit all of them in there for all the shows that are running. Th-
0: this is the one where Xander gets <laughs> bitten by <laughs> right. a um, leech <laughs> Uh,
1: yeah, I, I remember it. Yeah, did you see when that happened? Oh my god, it was so intense. I was like in tears uh, when that happened. Uh, how did you feel about it?
0: So the question is: Do we set this in the real world? Then is this is or is are we going to put some sort of supernatural overtones? I Cause, mean, cause, <laughs> I mean, I, I think we try and keep it as grounded as possible. Yeah. Um, I mean. Well, I mean,
1: kind of, we don't, like, I'm, because I, this is, the whole thing is also kind of reminding me of the first Back to the Future. So that film has its kind of, like, sci-fi time-travelling element, but, like, a good two-thirds of the film are about this sort of weird love triangle between Marty McFly, his mum, and his dad. Yeah. Uh, so maybe it just needs that. It just needs, like, a sprinkling of the supernatural, but it's not really the focus of it. It's just, like, yeah. a, a a scene-setting thing. It's, a, it's just the way to, like, set up the story, basically. Um so Okay, so they're a, a Buffy fan club, is that what we're gonna do? Yeah, sure. We'll have to get the rights to Buffy, I guess. Yeah. I mean oh, well, let's just get Joss Whedon to direct it I as mean, well. Yeah,
0: he's he is a very close personal yep. friend of ours. Yep. Uh he's coming around to dinner for a roast on Sunday. We we just ask him then <laughs> if he's if he's interested. So
1: Okay, great. Um so we've got five characters. Yeah. And they all <laughs> So hang on, how does this work? So are you saying that like one character likes four people. There's, I mean, it doesn't Each they, of them likes they, four.
0: They don't have to like the other person. Yep. So long as the other person likes them, yep. there is a line of interconnection which right. creates a point of interest between those two characters. Yep. And it doesn't need to be a romantic relationship. Yep. It can be a friendship relationship. It can be a, uh, oh. like, uh, you could have a brother and sister. Like, yep. that. they could, so whatever, okay. whatever the re- relationship is, yep. each character has a unique. An explorable interpersonal relationship with every other character there, <laughs> but right. it's only one, and it has to smell... It has to draw out a perfect pentagram, and that's, that's my right. only yeah, yeah, stipulation. <laughs> okay,
1: uh, brilliant. So, okay, so maybe one of them is sort of like um, you are the perfect pl- person for me to be able to do this, like blood rite of passage kind of. You're thing. Really hitting the. I am really like hitting the witch.
0: I think. I think there is definitely a character. Yep who is just way, way too 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 into into the the ritual sacrifice element of it.
1: So it's someone that, like, Buffy is actually real. This is a documentary. Um, (laughs) These (laughs) things actually exist in the real world. And we'll call that character Joss. All
0: right. I (laughs) (laughs) I think what we have to start thinking of now are the characters themselves. Yes. And there's no better way of coming up with character than just, Coming up with the actor that yeah. you want to play that character. Yep,
1: great. Um, so look, I'm 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 sticking with Joss as yep. our first character, who's way into, way too far into Buffy and thinks it's all real. Um, and we're going for like uh, primary school aged or teen.
0: No, it's it's got to be it's got to be twenty five year olds playing fifteen year olds. <laughs>
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, I mean, do, do they actually need to be 25-year-olds, or can they just be, like, people who kind of look like they could play yeah. younger? Like, I mean, maybe you've seen my picture on the website, but, like, if I shave, I look pretty young. Um, <laughs> but I'm nowhere near 25. No. Um, Is it going to be something like that? Like, Possibly. Okay, great. So, oh man, we've used all our young... I mean, we used Andrew Garfield recently, and, I mean, he's, like... Older than I am, and he was playing like a teenager in the Amazing Spider-Man. I, I think. What
0: did we use him in recently?
1: I... Uh, in um, Stripped Striped, he was playing. He was playing Bill. He was playing uh, Bill Davies, creative Jim Davies. Sorry, the creator of Garfield. <laughs> Purely because because of his same last name. Last name. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm happy with uh, Andrew Garfield to play Joss because I yep. mean he's got that kind of like he can sometimes have that manic energy that feels like he's a bit too intense exactly a, and a, he's got, got that time, sort yeah. of like
0: now I'm just going to go away so just leave me alone for a bit yep. okay I'm yep. just I'm upset
1: yeah absolutely he's also the kind of actor that sort of does those big uh, big multi-billion dollar budget films and then goes away and does like half a dozen auteur films where he's playing some weirdo character yeah. um, I also want to chuck Robert Pattinson into the mix oh why not I think he's like,
0: uh, that's perfect
1: I think did you mention oh no you mentioned it for Harry Potter but I think it's probably the same for him like he's so rich off like Twilight Return that he can just go ahead and do whatever he wants. Uh, David Lynch comes calling for a film. Yeah, I'll do it. Why not? Um, Some other weirdo director comes in with like some bizarre period piece film. Yeah, he'll do it. So I think like Robert Pattinson needs to be in this film. He needs to be playing. Um, I reckon he needs to be playing. If we think like the Breakfast Club tropes, he's kind of like the cool guy who's like, he's in the club, but he's sort of like more of a casual fan of Buffy. He's just there because he's like, there's probably some really hot chicks in this group or even hot guys.
0: It yeah, could be, could, could, could be. very well be. Yeah, maybe
1: just hot people. Yeah, he's in. He's into like, um, hot people of all kinds.
0: Or maybe he just doesn't. He doesn't even care if they're good looking okay. or not. It's just like, <laughs> he's just like, he's just into people. He's just up for it, um, and <laughs> and that's. It's just like, yeah,
1: yeah. Okay. Um. What's his name going to be? So Robert Pattinson playing, Brick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Brick. Andrew Garfield as Joss. Uh.
0: Who else have we got? We could have anyone. I really liked the stipulation here of and I kind of think the only way we can get actors to be in this film yep. is if they've earned so much money doing other films, they yep. just don't care what they they're in. Care. They just yeah, don't yeah. care what they're in anymore. Yep. Um, uh, so there's there's no reason why like um I don't know. Natalie Portman? Yeah, I think she cares a little bit too much about what she's in. That's a shame. (laughs) Um, And, I mean, yeah. Uh, Kira Knightley?
1: She's running high on Pirates of the Caribbean returns. She
0: has so much money. Yep. Um, and she like is so stick thin that she could definitely <laughs> oh, she be absolutely a bef- a play fif- like a fifteen year old. Year old. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right. So Kira Knightley's in. What's her character gonna be like? I mean, I don't want to do. So I don't want. I don't want with her to be like the waif like quiet
0: one because I think that's something no. that she. You know what? I reckon she could probably play uh, Robert Pattinson's brother, uh, brother or sister. Like, okay. Yeah. They they have a bit of a, a sameness to them yep. that I'm like, yeah, they could. They so could they're be siblings. They're All siblings. Right. They're, yeah, twins. they're twins. They're twins. Twins. Great. Like. Fr-
1: fraternal twins is it what's the one where they're not identical yeah that's yeah. the one so fraternal tr- twins sure uh, okay great uh, what's her name
0: what was his name brick brick <laughs> mortar <laughs> but then you have brick and mortar and it just sounds like Rick and Morty oh yeah um, I mean I think uh, again as uh Uncreative as I was coming up with the name Brick. I feel as though the parents were also... They weren't hippies in that way. They were yeah. just, like, ridiculously, like, uncreative. Did,
1: did they just name their kids after, like, the three houses of the three little pigs? <laughs> so her Straw. Name, her name is just Straw.
0: I like... I actually quite like so Straw what happened, the to, name. what happened to Sticks? He got huffed and puffed. <laughs> um.
1: All right, so her name is... Straw's nice, and, like, it. maybe it matches her hair colour as well. Exactly. she's, like, a sort of pale... Blondie, sure. I guess. Sure, why not? Uh, great. So that's uh, how many is that now? Three. Okay, so we need two more. <laughs>
0: Don't make me come up with more actors. Hey, you're the one that decided on the integrate. I did. I did decide to overcomplicate it.
1: Um, all right, hang on. Uh, 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 no, Emma Watson's too young. She's actually, I mean, she's only like twenty something years old. That's not old enough to play a fifteen year old. Um, who else is young looking, but not young at all?
0: So you m- mentioned that um, the guy from Old Boys looked like a discount... A discount American. Frankie Muniz, yeah. Frankie, what is Frankie Muniz up to? I don't to? know. He's probably earned so much money from, from Malcolm, Malcolm in, in the Middle, middle yeah. that he just doesn't need to be in things no. anymore. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Uh, he
1: became a race car driver, actually. Really? Yeah. So, we'll bring him back. He can be like...
0: Surely he can be like the sporty athletic one. Exactly. Like, uh, zipping around, kind of, maybe... Well, you, you say you say race car driver. I like... Uh, there was a kid at my school who went on to become a race car really? driver who... Um, Uh, like he used to like build cars with his friends and he was the guy who had the muscle car. You could hear that the engine coming down the street when he was, you know, coming into school. I reckon that's Frankie News is. Yeah, for sure. Um, And like he's so obscenely cool, (laughs) um, but he harbors this dark secret that he really likes Buffy the Vampire Slayer.
1: Yeah, so this is like, he's sort of like skulking around maybe. He's got an overcoat on when he sort of like opens the door to... I don't know where they meet probably like in a like a study room in the library or something you, you know what we've
0: done yep. sort of inadvertently yep. is we've just made the breakfast we just, club yeah I know we just I mean you, you mentioned it earlier and I get it like there is that sort of element to it and, yep. and John Hughes was definitely the person who encapsulated what it was like to be yeah. a teenager exactly. in, the, in the 80s yep. there's no reason that we can't do that yep. old boys is like what it's like to be a teenager <laughs> yeah. in England in the 70s yep. and this is what it's like to be a teenager in Australia in the late 90s it's <laughs> going to the <laughs> library at lunchtime and discussing your favourite episodes of Buffy with your this ragtag is exactly group of friends, right?
1: For me, it was The Simpsons, but uh, for I'm assuming for a lot of people, it was Buffy. But I you know think what? I think I played Magic: The Gathering <laughs> in the library with my nerd friends. Uh, oh God, I thought I was a nerd. That's right. Um, but you know what's great about this discovery as well? Uh, as part of the titles on the trailer, we can have this year's The Breakfast Club.
0: That's exactly right. Because
1: we there's been no Breakfast Club since the original came out. Yeah, Robert so- Pattinson
0: gives. And one of one of his top one of his top ten <laughs> film performances, we'd probably say. Yep, absolutely. Um, uh, um, from from the producer that bought you uh, that <laughs> that is going to bring you as soon as it reaches critical mass. I'll tell you the tale of the Round Table Gang. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, so hang on, this is great because it's like from the director of the Avengers. Yes, uh, exactly. And Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and, yeah, and from the producers.
0: So we can do that. We can say that it's from the director of the Avengers, yep. And then as a separate title card, we do, <laughs> and the writer of Toy Story, <laughs> and we pretend like it's ten different people, but it's just all Joss Whedon's accolades because he's done it all. I'm oh, sure yeah, you're we can... right because he
1: did partially. He co-wrote the Toy Story. Yeah,
0: I, th- I, right. don't, I think he he's the guy who won the screenplay. Yeah, he wrote the screenplay for it. The yep. story might have been from someone else. He actually yep. wrote the screenplay yep. for it and won an Oscar for it. Okay, yeah. Um, so oh. we just like I'm sure. Or when he was like, you know, yeah. getting making his way in Hollywood, he he was like the producer of some yep. film, or worked on catering, yep. or special effects. From the creator of Firefly, we need the creator in there as well. Exactly, because that's yeah. a totally different
1: credit to director. from the
0: creative genius who brought, who brought you,
1: you uh, <laughs> Firefly, and the director of the Avengers, and the writer of Toy Story. And I mean, he did. I and mean, try, to, uh, try to forget about Dollhouse if you could, please. <laughs> just sweep that one under the rug. Everyone has. Don't worry. Uh, we also should put in there just to give it some extra clout. He did a version of I think Macbeth, uh, where he filmed much, much ado about uh, did nothing. much ado. Sorry, yeah. um, but he did that in his own house in black yeah, and white black with and a bunch white. of like of his sort of favorite actors. I think like Nathan Fillion was in there, yeah, and, and, and some a bunch of people from Buffy as well. Uh, so we can put that as well uh, because that's a nice like. Mod- I mean that's a comedy isn't it Much Ado is, is more yeah, of a, uh, yeah a sure
0: it's a farce maybe a bit of a
1: farce but that's fine like we don't really have
0: a farce film in there no. uh, so that's great That's, that's he also great. did Cabin in the Woods which kind he of again too, yeah. has a little bit of this feel as well yep. I mean I'm I, I, so I, we, I mean we spend so much time with Joss yep. just like you know hanging out and yeah. you kind of forget that he is that big A-list yeah, Hollywood yeah. director <laughs> it's sort of like he to, to us he's just our friend Joss yeah um and I actually kind of feel a little bit weird about asking him to do this. I like mean, he he's so perfect for the project. Yeah, and we've done so many films and it's never really sort of come up that he could possibly direct it. I kind of feel a little bit weird asking him about it. Mm.
1: Um, what? Oh, sorry. There's one thing I did want to add as well as a title credit um, f- from the replacement director of Justice League. <laughs>
0: I like that. I really do like that.
1: Um, look, I, I, you know, he's a he's a cool guy. He likes to spread his sort of uh, creative uh, energy and thoughts across multiple projects and stuff. I think this is kind of like at the very least, the trailer's is going to be a bit of a love letter to his work. Yeah. So maybe he'll be on board for that. I mean, if there's some way we can inject those same titles into the opening credits of the film itself. Yeah.
0: Um, that might be nice. Yeah, like I mean, halfway through the film where it's lagging a little bit, it's like yeah. But but he did he did Avengers <laughs> like a title comes up from the director of Avengers. You really liked Avengers, remember? <laughs> if that was good, so this must no, be no, no. good. You know
1: what we need to do? <laughs> this is what we need to do. Even though the film is set in the nineties, we need to put like little calling cards to like his future career projects in the film so, so like just a little pixar
0: style yeah, like yeah, yeah. there's that like a you know a, the ball in the background or yep. the, the the race car which yep. then is like oh your next film is going to be cars yeah
1: yeah well it's just like yeah because like and none of these people know anything about it because it's set in the 90s and none of uh, joss whedon's things have come out except for buffy i think and, and toy story and toy story yes uh but no one knows about the avengers aside uh, aside from like mad comic book fans um no one knows about firefly except for the <laughs> <laughs> the very few people that watched it on TV when it came out.
0: Um, yeah, I like that. I do I like, and you know, we just get David Boreanaz to be like a, an extra in the background. <laughs>
1: no, it, David Boreanaz should play one of the. I mean, surely one of their dads. <laughs> I was gonna say one of the fifteen-year-olds. One of the fifteen-year-olds. <laughs> I mean, he. Sure, I'm pretty certain he has like a bit of a record of playing younger characters. So That's true. He, else. he,
0: I think, like holds a record for most sort of consecutive years on television or something like that. Really? He did Buffy for six years. Yeah, you're right. Went straight from that to Bones, which he did yeah. for like 10 years. Yep. And so he's never not been on TV yeah. for like the last 20 years. It's, yep. it's kind of ridiculous. Yep.
1: All right, great. So, like, you know, I mean, well, it's a
0: bit of a sausage fest then. <laughs> in our five. We have Andrew Garfield, Frankie Muniz, yes, Robert Patterson, listen, and, um, and uh, Kira Knightley. So Knightley. Knightley. So let's put another female. No, no, but we've it. got David Boreanaz in there. Oh, okay. So yeah, exactly.
1: That's a truth. Yeah, this is definitely like my primary school. <laughs> exactly, <class> right <laughs> I was It's like oh,
0: we were trying to make it some sort of romantic thing, and it just turned out to be a whole bunch of guys hanging doesn't out with matter. with no, with like with one of their sisters. It and it's like, d- yep, sure. This is, is. I mean, to matter. be fair, this is exactly what yep. my uh, <laughs> like high school experience was like.
1: Was definitely, yeah. You everyone had that friend that had like the cute sister that you wanted to like ask out or um uh, yeah. make out with or whatever. But it doesn't matter because like some of the boys are into that sister. Some of the guys are into. To the other guys, it does not matter. It's, like, free-flowing and nothing like the 90s I remember.
0: <laughs> I think you're talking about the 60s. Um,
1: all right. All, all right. Right. Uh, right. All right. And now we come to our favorite part of the episode, which is naming the film. Um, See,
0: I mean, uh, we say it's, like, the love triangle, and we've yep. talked about love, actually. Yep. I kind of felt like love pentagram yep. is, like... Like something that it could be in there, but I don't. I mean, I just don't like love pentagram. Pentagram
1: absolutely needs to feature in there. But why don't we just steal the Breakfast Club's thunder and just call it Pentagram Club? The Pentagram the Club. The Pentagram Club. I mean, yep. we
0: we normally spend a lot of time coming up with. I think that's it. it's it's that is. I mean, that is because what the like, film's that's called. the kind
1: of like crap name you'd come up with for a club in the '90s when you're a kid. Right? Exactly. Like you were just like, um, we're not going to call it the Buffy Club because that's too obvious. Let's choose something that's like. Tangently related to it, but like yeah. pretty obvious what it is. Pentagram Club. That's exactly what we're
0: we gonna go with. Club. what about society? And we go with the Dead Poet, <laughs> society? Dead Poet Society. The Pentagram Society. No, the Pentagram nah. Club. It's Pentagram just, Club. Exactly. Club is so nineties. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's friendly. It's warm. It's it's cuddly. Um, but it's also got just a little tiny bit of like angst in there. Yeah. And, like just just like
0: edge. the pointed triangular star. It's got <laughs> it's got a bit sharp edges in That's there. Right. Yeah, yeah, It'll yeah. it <laughs>
1: All right, the Pentagram Club, directed by Joss Whedon, uh, and, and starring Andrew Garfield, Kira Knightley, Robert Pattinson, Frankie Muniz, and David Boreanaz playing a fifteen-year-old. How old is he now? He's like, like forty-five,
0: mid-forties. I don't know.
1: All right, I think
0: that's a wrap. I think you're right
1: uh Housekeeping, as per usual, we are online at moviefilmstudios.net where you can find all of our previous episodes, our bios, and of course, Mephwizza where you can see every single film that we've created on this podcast. uh Search Facebook for Movie Film Studios and join the community there where we post up emoji clues, emoji and translation clues, rather, as yeah. to the films or the trailers that we've watched for the upcoming episode. Uh, The Children Act Peppermint. I'm pretty sure there's a Peppermint There should should be like a candy cane. um,
0: They have a candy cane. They're peppermint flavoured. Done. Done. (laughs) Old boys. That'll work. Sure. The Children Act. That's that's pretty emoji heavy on these ones. That's true. I mean, and then, you know, when I put it into... Farsi and it comes out with like letters. Farsi and
1: g- translate to Cyrillic and then into English. <laughs> yeah,
0: this is a problem with Google Translate. It's actually yeah, a little bit too, too good. good. Yeah, like you'll put in the the word and it just come back as the thing that it was supposed to be. I'm like, yep. ah, that's less cryptic than I was yeah. hoping it would be. See,
1: it needs to be more like early 90s translation efforts where it just got it completely wrong exactly. all the time. <laughs> uh, okay, we're also on. Twitter, because everyone's on Twitter, and we are on iTunes, Podbean, and any other place that you get podcasts. Give us a rating of five stars. I'm <laughs> <laughs> not even going to be even slightly like obscure with that one. Just rate us five stars. You know stars. what else has
0: five stars? Actually, a pentagram only has one star but it, <laughs> it has, has five, five points, points yes. so think about the points of a pentagram rather than the actual <laughs> number of stars that are in there all right why, why don't you try and count the number of triangles that there are in a pentagram and when you've figured it out don't send us the answer go on itunes and give us five stars <laughs> okay. and i think i think that's it Uh, All that remains is to thank you all once again for listening this week. I've been Isaac. And I've been AJ. Roll credits.